و آله طیبین الطاهرین لاسی ما بقیت الله فی الاردین اجل الله تعالی فرجه الشریف و جعلنا من اعوانه و انصاره السلام علی الحسین و علی علی ابن الحسین و علی اولاد الحسین و علی اصحاب الحسین و رحمت الله و برکات الحمدلله we have توفیق to start our third مجلس for Abu Abdullah al-Hussain alayhi salam and martyrs of Karbala. We talked about the significance of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran and Hadith and last night I mentioned some stories about Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and also some of the sayings of Imam Sadiq alayhi salam according to Misbahu Sharia. There is something from Isa alayhi salam that I couldn't mention last night so I mentioned and then inshallah we start talking about the reason for love. What causes love for something or someone in our heart. The hadith about Isa alayhi salam that you find in many books and in Mahajjatul Bayra is also mentioned is this one that Isa alayhi salam passed by three uh, types of people. First, he saw some people that were very thin and they looked very pale. So he said, Maladi Balaga Bekoma Ara. What has put you in this condition? Why you are so thin, so pale? Fakalu al Fear of punishment of fire has made us restless. If we really understand the dangers which are ahead of us, you would not be easily uh, able to enjoy ourselves in dunya. Even Amir al-Mu'minin says, أَجِبْتُ لِمَنْ أَيْقَنَ بِالْمَوْتِ كَيْفَ I am surprised someone who is certain about this, how he can laugh. So it's very surprising. So when Isa heard that these are the people who have really experienced fear from punishment of Allah, he said, Now it is expected that Allah would give you security from fire because you are people who are themselves very careful you are very worried so we expect that Allah would give you security then he saw another group three other people and they were even thinner they looked even more you know pale he said, what, have, what has caused you this? 
They said, Ashoko ilal Jannah. We have eagerness for heaven. Shok, love, can affect you more than fear. If there is a strong love, it affects you. You cannot eat, you cannot drink unless you reach your beloved. Isa alayhi salam said, Hakuna ala Allah an yu'tiyakum ma tarjoon. It is right of Allah or it's expected from Allah to give you what you hope. So inshallah you will be given heaven. You really want heaven. So inshallah you will be given. Then he met three other people that they were even in more difficult situation. But but they were very thin, very pale, but light was coming from their faces. They were very shining. Isa salam asked them the same question, what has put you in this condition? They said, Hubbullah Azza wa Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So three groups of people. As Amir al-Mu'minin also says, you know, there are people that Abadullah khawfan min al-nar. Fatelka ibadatul abid. Some people worship out of fear. These are like slaves that if there is pressure on them, they work. If there is no pressure, they may not work. Some people also, because of eagerness for heaven and reward, have worshipped. These are like businessmen. They want to get something in return. But there are people that worship Allah because they love him and they find him someone that must be worshipped. These are real lovers of Allah. Even if you tell them, don't worry about hell, you have protection. Don't worry about heaven, you will have heaven. So even if you take these two factors away, it wouldn't affect them because they say we don't love Allah, we don't worship Allah, we don't do our uh, you know, practices because of fear of punishment or hope for reward. We love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing would affect them. So when Isa heard that these people, the third group of three people, they said, out of love for Allah, we have become like this. He said, Antumul Muqarrabun. Antumul Muqarrabun. You are very close to Allah Last night I talked about Muqarrab. Muqarrab just wants to please Allah Just is looking for an opportunity to offer something. When, for example, 
your father or your mother comes and visits you, you bring them, for example, if they are thirsty, you bring them water. If they are hungry, you bring them food. Do you look for payment? Or, for example, you are afraid that you, know, you are going to be punished? No, you do it out of love. And when you love someone, actually, uh, you are just waiting for a hint. Even maybe he doesn't ask you. Just you are looking for an opportunity to find out what you can offer. This is the power of love. So this is beautiful hadith that I thought I must mention in many books, especially here in Mahajjatul Bayba. Now we go to the discussion about what is the nature of love, when what leads to love. So Ghazali and Mullah Muhsan Faizakashani Rahmatullah Alayhima they have this agreement because whenever Mullah Muhsan Faiz disagrees, he changes, he amends, he modifies, or at least he adds something to show that there is something else. But here there is no comment. They say that first of all, love is a matter of ma'arifah is a matter of knowledge and understanding. Maybe you, you think love is just emotions or love just feelings, but no, there is a root for that. When you understand something to be pleasant, something which is suitable, something which is enjoyable, and we will explain all these things. I am using different terms now to make it you know easier otherwise we will bring a very uh, accurate you know definition whenever you understand something is pleasant something is suitable or as we say in philosophy something which is pleasant something that your nafs would find uh, enjoyable or would find friendly, pleasant, you will get pleasure. As a result, you love it. So, understanding that something is pleasant for our nafs gives us pleasure and then we love it. This love is called mahabba, and if it is very intense and strong, it is called ishq. When something is understood to be unpleasant, something that gives us bad feeling, bad experience, something that gives us pain, then we don't like it, we dislike it. And when this dislike is called, is strong, it's called maqt. So now you realize maqt is a strong dislike. You know in Surah Saf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
Now you realize what does it mean, kabura maktan? Means it's very much disliked by Allah. If you say something that you are not going to do, if you make a promise that you are not going to keep, this is very much disliked, kabura maktan. So on the one side we have mahabba and ishq, on the other side we have dislike and maqt. And there are things that would have no impact on us. We don't have a special feelings, neither we feel very happy when they are, nor we feel very bad when they are. There are things which are neutral. So everything, every person, every incident with respect to us may fall under one of these three categories. But what about, for example, those things that don't have idrak, don't have understanding, don't have ma'rifah, like non-living beings or even plants, for example, to some extent animals, not completely, because even animals have some understanding, but to some extent even animals, for example, if you put a very beautiful piece of art in front of an animal, they may not get any pleasure, they may not, thank you, may not have any love for that. Or if you put, you know, something ugly, they may not understand. So, mahabba requires ma'rifa. Inshallah, in future, we need to, you know, use this a lot. Just in barakets, you know, when we talk about, for example, love for Imam Zaman, you know, some people say, you know, how can we <coughs> develop greater love for Imam Zaman? And I always say, you have to know him more. You don't need to do anything. Because if you know Imam Zaman, if you know his qualities, if you know his kindness, his uh, mercy, his wisdom, you would naturally love him. Did anyone tell you when you were a child, for example, children, that you must love your mother, you must love your father? No, you naturally, by your fitrah, you love them. Because you see good actions, good qualities in them. You see how much they are kind to you. For us to love Imam Zaman, we just need to know him. That would be enough. So this onsor, this element of ma'rifa is very important and inshallah we will talk about it later. So love is any love is a matter of understanding something or someone to be pleasant, something to be matching my expectations of my soul. And this can have different degrees depending on how good that is, number one, how strong your understanding is. The same thing may give different levels of pleasure and develop different degrees of love in two people based on their idrak, their ma'rifah, their understanding. Like for example, if you have a manuscript, if you give this manuscript to someone who is 
not a scholar, he would not appreciate, you know, he says, I wish there was something typed. He doesn't know that how much value is in this manuscript. If you give it to a scholar, would appreciate. If you give it to someone who is expert in this field, would love it. You take some people to a museum of art. One person goes and after five minutes come out and says, you know, I wasted my money, it didn't worth it. Another person spends two, three hours and says, it was very nice. Another person says, you know, from the time that museum is open till, you know, they you know, ask people, please go, wants to remain in museum and every day goes and visits one section of museum. Cannot, you know, visit all of them quickly. Depending on their marifa, depending on their understanding. Also depending on what that thing has. So two elements are there. How good it is, how perfect it is, and how strongly you understand it. These two work together. If someone has great understanding, If a person has great understanding and that object has great perfection, you would have great love. And this is why awliyaullah who have both ma'rifah and the object is also Allah, not a human being, not something worldly. So their love for Allah cannot be compared to any lover that we read in the history, in literature. You know, in every language, in every culture, we have examples of lovers in, you know, Farsi, you know, we have uh, Khosro and Shirin, we have Shirin and Farhad in Arabic and Farsi, we have Layli and Majnoon. So in different cultures they have different examples. But their love compared to the love that Allah have for Allah is nothing. Why? Because first their ma'rifah is not the, like the ma'rifah of awliyaullah. Number two, the object's perfection and beauty is not comparable to the beauty and perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from both aspects, they have reached the peak. This is why you see Amirul Mu'mineen in every night recites 1000 rak'ah prayer. Only love can give you this. Otherwise, if it's for the sake of reward or for the sake of fear, you cannot do this. Maybe one night you can, maybe two nights you can, but not always. Only love. When there is such love, even you don't feel tired. Maybe your body is affected. Like Rasulullah, when he was reading Quran, he was standing on his toes and as we find in the hadith, حَتَّى تَوَرَّتْ قَدَمًا 
His feet were small, but Rasulullah was not feeling any pain. Body is worldly, body gets affected. But he doesn't feel any tiredness because he is connected. Maybe after the while, when he is in a normal condition, maybe he feels the pain. The love that they experience for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not comparable to any worldly love, even if it is Layli and Majnoon or Khusru and Shiri. So, love is a matter of understanding something or someone to be pleasant, friendly, desirable for ourselves or to ourselves. These two are different, inshallah we will explain. For ourselves means if I am benefiting or to ourselves even if I am not benefiting. Sometimes or most of the time actually we love things because we can benefit from. But there are times that we love things even if you are not going to benefit from them. Just we appreciate them. For example, if someone tells you about a very beautiful lake in their own city and you have never been there and you are never going to be there, still you feel love for that lake. If someone tells you about good akhlaq of his father or grandfather, he has passed away, you are not going to meet him, you are not going to benefit, but you are still in appreciation and love. So anything that we find desirable or good or beautiful for ourselves or to ourselves, we would love them. The more perfection if there is, the love increases. The more ma'rafa is there, the love increases. So this is what I wanted to mention tonight. I want to add one point uh, which is not in Mahajjatul Bayda uh, tonight also and then inshallah it, there is a request to mention also a little bit in Farsi so I will mention just few minutes also in Farsi the summary of this. Some years ago I had taken some of uh, brothers from Qom who were doing PhD in our department to Italy and we had very friendly discussion with some of our Christian friends and one point came to my mind in the middle of discussion and later I reflected on it more and mentioned this in many places and I found it very useful and I want to uh, mention it tonight also here I hope you will find it also useful Sometimes we love things or people in the way that I call it possessive way. We want to possess that thing or that person. This is my car. I love it. Means I possess it. I want to benefit from it. No one can use it or benefit from it unless I give permission. It's mine. 
I love my children, they are mine. I love my house, they are mine. This is possessive. You want to make that, if you know, really go to deep, deep into the core, you want to possess that because you want that thing to benefit you or sometimes serve you. But there is another type of love and that is when you are humbled before the beauty and perfection or good qualities of that person or that thing. Instead of you possessing it, you are possessed by it. These are totally different and would have different consequences. When the love is of the first type, it brings a kind of monopoly. I have monopoly over this and I would decide whether other people can have some share or not. It is mine, not yours. I may give you access, but you need my permission. You need my authorization. But if I am possessed by this, if I am humble before this, I don't think I can claim that I own it. It's too good to be owned by me or any person. This is for everyone. And indeed, I want to introduce it to other people and make other people also aware and benefit. This beauty is too good to be hidden. Many times, unfortunately, religious people, instead of loving God and their own faith in the second way, they love God and their religion in the first way. They want to have monopoly over God. My God belongs to me and my community. You don't have faith in my God. You don't have pleasure of my God. You don't have salvation from my God. It's my God, not yours. Sometimes you find there are Christians and Muslims that have difficulty with the other community using their names for God in their conversation. There are Christians who say Muslims should not say God, they should say Allah. God is for us. There are some websites, you know, there are people who actively, you know, preach this. They say Allah is different from Allah is for Muslims and they have a bad image of Allah. God is for us. And there are also some Muslims. In one Muslim country, they took some Christians to the court some years back, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Why you say Allah? Christians should not say Allah. Christians should say God. Allah is for us. You are confusing our people when you say Allah. Both are wrong. If you really love Allah, you have to be happy if other people are using his name. If, if someone says, you know, uh, your late father, for example, suppose your name of your father is Muhammad, 
Someone says, you know, we took, your father passed away, we held the majlis for your father who is Hassan. What do you say? Say, your majlis was, you know, useless because my father was Muhammad, not Hassan. Or they say, we thought your father is, for example, from this race, but you say, no, my father was from another race. The main thing is that they wanted to do something for your father. If someone is praising Allah in their own language, in their own culture, we should appreciate and help them to come forward or go forward, even not come forward, go forward towards Allah because they are not supposed to come to us, they should go towards Allah. There is a story that there was an idol worshipper, you know, Sanam means idol, Asnam means idols. This idol worshipper used to call his idol, so Ya Sanam, Ya Sanam, Ya Sanam, as we do Zekr, he used to do Zekr, his idol, Ya Sanam, Ya Sanam. Once by mistake he said Ya Samad, and it is said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Labbaik. It was by mistake, but he's looking for an opportunity. If your child is angry with you and has run away from house and doesn't want to mention your name, by mistake mentions your name, what do you do? You are looking for opportunity to go and initiate the contact. If you say, you know, I didn't want you, you say, but you called me. You don't say, no, it was a mistake. I don't go. If you really love, even if people by mistake call you, you go and help them. Allah is looking for just an excuse to help us, to save us. So if we have possessive love for God, what we do is we bring God to our level. This is a very deep point. We make God a tribal God or a sectarian God because it is our God. If God is mine, then my God would not have real interest in other people. Even sometimes I may feel that my God is telling me to destroy other people because I am projecting my own desires into the mouth of God. I say this is what God wants, but this is not what God wants. This is what you want and you are putting this in the name of religion, in the name of God. But if you are possessed by love for God, instead of bringing God down, you want to rise. Some people make God sectarian and tribal. Some people love God and they become universal. This is the difference. God is universal. God is for everyone. But if I bring God to my level and I want to possess it, God becomes sectarian, tribal. 
If I am possessed by God, I become rahmatun lil alameen. Because God is creator of alameen. He is the one who maintains, sustains all alameen and loves them. This is very important point that we have to be always very careful. We need to appreciate any person that to the best of their understanding they try to praise God, they try to serve God, to listen to God. And if we have something that we think is extra to what they have, something better than what they have, the way to share is not to undermine their love for God, is to appreciate that, recognize that, make friendship, and be a witness for what that extra things that you think you have. I'm talking to all religious people, Muslims and non-Muslims. So I mentioned a few minutes in, uh, in Farsi summary. بحث ما درباره محبت به اینجا رسید که عرض کردیم یکی از مهمترین اگر نگوییم مهمترین صفتی که باید کسب بکنیم محبت خداوند متعاله بالاترین فضیلتی که انسان میتونه داشته باشه بالاترین دستاوردی که از زندگیش میتونه داشته باشه محبت خداوند متعاله اگر کسی محب خدا باشه اگر کسی عاشق خدا باشه نوع رابطش با خدا دیگه رابطه عجر و مزد و اینجور چیزها نیست اون کسانی که کار میکنن تا ثواب ببرن تا مزد بگیرن یا اینکه به جهنم نرند خوبه اما اونا محب نیستن اونا عاشق نیستن عاشق برای اینکه کاری برای معشوقش بکنه انتظار مزد نداره عاشق حاضر جانش رو برای معشوقش بده عاشق از روی ترس و ملامت کاری انجام نمیده عاشق دنبال فرصت هاییست که یه کاری بکنه که شاید معشوقش خوشحال بشه معشوقش از او خوشنود بشه لذا در قرآن میفرماید که الذین آمنو اشد حبن لله مؤمنین حداقلش این است که حبشون برای خدا از چیزهای دیگه باید بیشتر باشه حداقلش اینه بعد باید به جایی برسه که اصلا همه چیز رو فقط به خاطر خدا دوست داشته باشه انسان ها رو دوست دارن خانوادهشون رو دوست دارن کشورشون رو دوست دارن فرهنگ خودشون رو دوست دارن ولی به خاطر خدا رضا هر جاش که خدایی نباشه اون رو دیگه دوست ندارن مطالبی را از روایات راجع به محبت عرض کردیم و از جمله امشب به این روایت اشاره کردیم از حضرت عیسی علیه السلام که روزی حضرت عیسی گفته میشه به سه نفر عبور کردند دیدن اینها خیلی لاغرند و رنگشون پریده سوال کردند که چرا شما اینطوری شدید گفتن ما از خوف عذاب 
از خوف خشم خدا اینطور شدیم خب حضرت ایسا با حالت تعیید گفتن خداوند متعال سزاوار است که شما را در امن و امان قرار بده از عذاب کسانی که اینجور خوف و عذاب دارن انشاءالله خدا اینها را بهشون امنیت میده امان میده به سه نفر دیگه عبور کردن دیدن اینها لاغرتر و رنگشون هم بیشتر پریده گفتن شما چرا اینطور شدید؟ گفتن ما از شوق بهشت ما انقدر دلمون برای بهشت مشتاقه که اینطور شدیم آرامش نداریم اگه واقعا شما شما گاهی یه سفر خیلی خوب میخواید برید یه نمیدونم جشن خیلی خوبی میخواید برید مصاحبه برای شغلی دارید این خوابتون نمیبره اگر آدم بهشت را باور داشته باشه و نعمت های توی بهشت رو باور داشته باشه شوق به بهشت او را تحت تحصیل قرار میده او را نمیذاره زندگی راحت داشته باشه حضرت ایسا گفت که حق است بر خدا که اون چیزی که امید بهش دارید که بهشت است به شما بده یه بار عبور کرد بر سه نفر از همه این گروه دو گروه قبلی اینها لاغرتر و رنگشون هم پریده تر بود ولی در صورتهای اینها نور بود مثل آینه نور را منعکس میکرد به اینها گفت شما چرا اینجوری شدید؟ گفتن ما از محبت و عشق خدا اینطور شدیم بحث ما ترس از جهنم نیست بحث ما نمیدم اشتیاق به بهشت نیست ما عاشق خداییم اینجا بود که حضرت عیسی گفت که شما مقرب هستید شما مقرب هستید مقرب اونیست که عاشق خداست نه فقط مطیع است نه فقط عبادت می کند بلکه عاشق خداست بعد عرض کردیم که علت این که ما یک چیزی را دوست داریم و این دوستی گاهی شدید میشه و به عشق میرسه این است که شناختی و درکی از او داشته باشیم که او مناسب و باب طبع ماست اگر ملائم مناسب خلاصه باب طبع ما باشه و ما این رو درک بکنیم او را دوست داریم و اگر خیلی خوب باشه یا درک ما خیلی شدید باشه دوستی ما و عشق ما بیشتر میشه و اگر چیزی مخالف طبع ما باشه از او بدمون میاد و اگر خیلی شدید باشه متنفر میشیم و اگر چیزی هیچ تحصیلی رو ما نداشته باشه نه دوستش داریم نه بدمون میاد بی اثر خونساز مثلا فرض کنیم یه تیک آهن نه بدمون میاد نه خوشمون میاد انشاءالله ادامه یه بحث رو فردا دنبال میکنیم I end with a reference to second of محرم so today was second of محرم today was when امام حسین علیه السلام and His family arrived in Karbala. Up to today, 
things were very much unpredictable. This journey was not known except people who had received news from the Prophet and Amirul Mu'minin, etc. Ordinary people, even in the camp of Imam, maybe they were not aware what is going to happen. Maybe there was a hope that somehow this is going to end peacefully, although Imam had said on occasions, but maybe still they thought there must be, maybe there could be some time at least. When they reached Karbala, because Hor and his army were not allowing Imam salam to move freely, so when they reached Karbala and Imam asked a name and they mentioned different names and finally they said this is Karbala Imam Hussein alayhi salam said Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-karbi wal-bala Oh Allah I seek refuge with you from grief and from trial Karbala is a place of grief. Not for the people who were there at that time, not for that generation. Karbala is a place that till end of this dunya, whoever thinks of what happened in Karbala would feel that grief. And we are all also given a test, a trial, what we do with Karbala, what we do with the message of Karbala. So I think this Karbin Wabala is not only for the people of that time, it's for all of us. And then it is said that Imam salam said, Hadha mawza'u karbin wabala qifu wala tarhalu wanzilu. Imam said, stop here and we should station here. And then he said, This is where we are going to be remaining and this is where our blood will be shed. Ha huna wallahi qatlu rajalna Ha huna wallahi zibhu atfalna Our men are going to be killed here Our children are going to be slaughtered here But he also said Ha huna wallahi tuzaru quburuna According to this report Imam also said this is where our graves are going to be visited. So Imam was seeing future that how millions of people are going to visit the graves of martyrs of Karbala. Not immediately, in future, when people were free to visit. And Alhamdulillah, today we have this freedom to visit and this inshallah is going to remain so I want to 
read a poem and inshallah finish. As-salamu alayka ya Abu Abdullah wa ala al-arwa'illati hallat bifnaik alayka minni salamu أبداً ما بقيت وبقي الليل والنهار ولا جعله الله آخر العهد مني لزيارتكم السلام على الحسين وعلى علي بن الحسين وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أصحاب I told you what Imam Hussein said when they arrived Karbala. Now this poet is trying to imagine what Lady Zainab must have told him after hearing the news about this being the last station, this being the place of martyrdom of Abu Abdullah and their men. Sayat Taruz Mahashar Barsareman Mustadam Bahjatu Qalbi Alayka Daiman Minnas Salam Lady Zainab in this imaginary conversation says to Imam Hussein, I wish I was under shadow of your care and protection till end of this world and indeed till the day of resurrection. You are the joy of my heart, Hussein. My salam be always upon you, Hussein. Qursa qursas az kenarat budanam digar dilam. Tek yegah shanay khastam darar maqam. Oh, say no matter how many enemies are around, when I am near you, I feel safe. <laughs> I can put my head on your shoulder and feel very comfortable and safe. Pa yat amadan yek omr hamdel hamnafas. 
Many of the people who were in the camp of Hussein traveled with him just for a few days or for a few weeks. Maybe some of them lived with Hussein for several years. But Zainab is the one that from her birth was always with Hussein. Everywhere she was with Hussein. Life without Hussein was not bearable for Zainab. Batu dar mahmel nishizdam dar kemal ihtiram In these 50 years of my life I always feel very honored Very respected Because I had a brother like you That even in the absence of my father and mother and Imam Azan He was always with me I never lived without you in this journey, whenever we were traveling, I was feeling very respected. Everyone knows that with you, Zainab is safe, children are safe, everyone is safe. Esme injara ke gufdi sinam atajire But Zainab said something that now is putting fire into my heart. You said this is Karbala. This is end of the journey. Esmein jara ke gofdi sinam atajgire. Shole varshud khateram az I realize that this is the beginning of an unending sorrow. نخل می بینم یا این که سپاردم Are these date trees, palm trees or these are the sword and the spears of the army of enemy سرنوشد ما چه خواهد جد اخا ما ذل خطا What is going to happen to us, oh brother? با تو دارم سایه سر با اول فضلت رکاب بی تو رای از ناقه بی محمل و عشق When you are there I have your shadow on me I have your Abul Faz to help me to ride but without you I am going to move on camel without sandal and I am going to shed tears all the time. 
با تو دور خیمه اهل حرم آرام شد بی تو وای از آتش افتاد بر جان